and welcome back to Dive In with XO Swimmer Girl XO. Um, and that is me. Hi, my name is Catherine. If you're new here, if not, hi. I hope you've had a wonderful week. Um, XO Swimmer Girl XO is my TikTok username if you're new here and you just, I guess, stumbled upon a podcast. I wonder what your intention was while scrolling Spotify. Um, if you thought this would be an informative podcast about swimming, I, I hate to, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it is not. It is a podcast about me. My name is Catherine. I'm 26 years old and I have a TikTok account. And for some reason, people like to hear me talk and I have a Leo moon and ADHD. And if there's one thing that I have always dreamed of my entire life, it is, um, attention. So especially attention for being me. Um, I want to update you guys on how my life has been recently. That's kind of like the goal of all of these podcasts. I put out an episode every Tuesday. Um, and yeah, so let's just dive into it. Um, <laughs> to start off, I am moving. Um, <clears throat> I currently live in Massachusetts and full disclosure, so I guess full disclosure, I currently live in Massachusetts and I've been living alone for about a year. I feel comfortable saying this now because I'm going to be moving. Um, little backstory, I grew up in Massachusetts. I have always lived in the New England area. So I grew up in Massachusetts. I went to college in Rhode Island. After college, I moved to New Hampshire for like two to three years because of my first job. And then I left that job, moved on to my second job out of college, I guess. Um, and then I moved back to Mass. Um, what feels like for what feels like the entirety of my life, I always thought I would end up in New York City. And um, I have an episode a couple a couple of these back, a couple of weeks back, in which I really thought that was going to happen. And so I went to New York in January, and I I wanted to feel out what it would be like to be there on my own. And I ended up leaving early. Um, while I fit in in the city, it didn't fit me. I felt, and so I I came to terms with the fact that a dream that childhood me had is very much valid still, but it is in childhood. So um, just didn't fit me for right now. My lease is up at the end of June. It's been it's been that way since I signed it. Um, and so I've been kind of toying around with like where I would move to after that. And because of all of you who mean more to me than you'll ever know, and this, um, my TikTok account, I've had a lot of work recently in California. And so California has kind of been interesting to me. Um, full disclosure, again, full disclosure. I mean, I think it's just, we can assume it's full disclosure. It's my podcast. Um, but, um, I started posting on TikTok without any like strategy. I just started posting to help me, uh, think through things and just, I don't know, on a whim. And the videos of mine that have gotten the most traction and the videos that led me to having a podcast all ended up on the for you pages of people who weren't from where I'm from and TikTok like geo targets where um, it puts out content. So a lot of my content and a lot of my mutuals on TikTok are like my content lands in and my mutuals live in California. And so it's kind of funny, even my podcasting agency believe is out of California. So I don't know, I've always kind of been drawn to it. And um, recently, I started dating my boyfriend, Nick, and he lives in California. So I went out um, to visit him for what was supposed to be just like five days and I extended my trip three times and um, I just loved it and I just fit I felt like I fit in and I just really liked it there and I was 
falling in love. And so I thought I was going to check out more apartment buildings than I did because I was also working there. Like I work remotely and my team is scattered throughout the country. And some of the people I work with live in that time zone anyway. <clears throat> this is a long winded way of saying, um, I went there with Nick and I just was like, I really like it here. I wish I could figure out a way to be here. And I didn't feel comfortable enough to sign a year long lease yet. And so this is the part where um, I hope you'll respect my boundary because it'll be like where I physically live. But um, it turns out kind of like kismet that there is a room in an apartment. So I'll have roommates. I live on my own now um, that will be month to month. So I'm going to do like a month to month lease until September and it's going to start when mine ends. And so I'm really excited about it. Also in the back end, I guess I'm just sharing a lot of back end stuff. Um, I've been getting an MBA for about a year now. I started, I applied for my MBA in 2020. I was in a very unhealthy, emotionally abusive relationship. Um, I was in a really dark place at work. Um, and I felt as though an MBA was the only way in which I could be taken seriously at my job. And I was really passionate about it. And so I started my MBA at the beginning of 2020, 2021, when I also ended my relationship and I liked it. Um, and I have liked it, but <clears throat> Recently, I found myself kind of being disenfranchised by it um, and I have been overwhelmed by it. So like TikTok has picked up, which has been really great. And I'm I'm in a really great part of my job now. And so um, I've been cutting back on classes because I think at first I had this mentality of like just grin and bear it. Um, and I don't want to do that with this if I can. So I've decided this summer I'm going to take the summer off of my MBA um, and I'm going to try out California. And if I don't like it, that's okay. It's not a year long lease. Like I, I won't have to deal with breaking that, which, um, I had to deal with when I ended a relationship and believe me, I mean, you can do it. It's just like kind of a, a headache. Um, and the semester and like starts again in September for my MBA. So, um, I'm really excited about it. Um, I have never been, <clears throat> this sure of a decision in my life. Sorry, I'm going to start coughing because I keep smelling this microphone. Um, one second. Sorry. Again, we all know that I have an ASMR microphone. It's my favorite part of this podcast, other than the fact that I get to talk to you guys once a week. Um, <clears throat> but yes, yeah, so I've never been so sure about a decision in my life and I'm really excited. Um, and I'm putting this on my podcast because I consider you guys my closest friends really like this relationship is something that I really cherish. And I think that a lot of my content online is about how vulnerability is in my opinion, the bravest uh, muscle to practice and the brave, like the bravest practice to um, incorporate in your life and to be completely vulnerable. I have kind of been to myself for about the past year of my life. Um, I have had all these realizations on my own because they are about my own life. And so um, you can imagine explaining this to people who've been in my life up until this moment saying, hey, um, I'm moving to California th for three months and I'm pausing my MBA. Um, I've gotten some kickback about it. And, you know, the interesting thing about uh, this platform, um, the more people listen to it, the more I become aware that I'm not speaking into a microphone at some of my friends who live far away who don't know like my friends and family here. So I don't know. It's a kind of an interesting line to balance. Uh, but I promise to always be honest on here. So I'll tell you, um, and the kickback has been kind of, 
it's been difficult to hear. And it hasn't been difficult to hear because I'm not sure of my decision. Again, I have not been more sure of a decision in my entire life, but it's been difficult to hear because it reminds me of kickback I received for a, the only similar decision I've had in my life. And I made a TikTok about it this week. I went to college with my high school boyfriend. Um, we lived in different towns. So we started dating in high school. He lived in the, I live, I grew up in the North shore of Massachusetts and he lived in the South shore. And so we, um, dated long distance. We didn't go to the same high school. We would have to drive an hour and a half to see each other. So we did it on weekends and it was great. And so when it came to applying to colleges, he was going to go to play football at school. And I was not, I'm surprisingly not a football player. And we decided to go to the same school together. I toured the school with him when he was um, applying and I liked it. And I toured it again on my own. Um, he turned down, I believe a bigger scholarship at another school to go to the school we went to because he wanted to go to school with me. Um, and he was a really good football player. I wanted to go with him and I received an incredible amount of kickback from all of my friends and family. Like I have vivid memories of, and I was 18 at the time guys, like I was 18 years old and looking back, like I've had so much shame about it until like my life has come full circle here. Like I tried to convince every single person in my life that I went to that school for any reason that wasn't him. And I think the most important person I was trying to convince was myself because I had so much shame for it. And uh, I think that's stupid. I don't, cause you know what? I don't think there's anything shameful if you have the ability to, and you have the privilege to, to make a decision with your whole, actually, I just don't think there's any shame at all in making a decision with everything in your body. And I think that there are so many stupid rules that people say about timing and relationships and what you should do and shouldn't do. And all of us are different on this planet. And so if all of us did all of the same thing at the same time, this life would be so boring. And it's, and it, you know, we, we're not the same people. So I was 18 and, you know, I was, I, I, not to blast anything, I mean, I, I ended up going to school and it was the time when you would post like where you're going to school on Facebook. And so I posted like I was going, I went to Bryant University. I was going to Bryant and like his cousins commented and were like wonder, like his family was angry about it. My parents weren't biggest, weren't big fans about it. And, um, I never thought, I think at that age, I didn't think we were going to get married. Nothing wrong with thinking you're going to get married to high school boyfriend. I didn't like conceptualize that, but I just knew in complete certainty that I needed to go to school with him. And so did he. I can't speak on his experience and I have said before on TikToks, I don't make it a point to be friends with my exes. Not that I try and hate them. I just, they serve their purpose in my life. But I know I experienced a ton of kickback as the girl, a, a crap ton of kickback. And we're not married, me and him. And I still stand by my decision to go to Bryant University. I think it was one of the best. I think I just, that's how I live life. Like I don't, Living life with regrets does not serve me. I think that every decision I've ever made has brought me to where I am today. That doesn't mean that Bryant wasn't hard. I mean, I went to school with my high school boyfriend. If we had broken up in high school, it could have been a clean cut break. When we broke up at Bryant, I was viciously bullied by people. Like he was on the football team. I came to school with a football player at a, a school where like sports was a very big deal. I was like, I remember, I have memories of like sitting in the library and girls coming up to me being like, oh, like, have you seen like this Snapchat or whatever? And it would be like him making how is I'm like, I was bullied. Listen, I did. It was bad. It was not fun. Okay. Um, and I understand that like a lot of 
I think a lot of kickback and a lot of criticism, at least for people in my life, comes from them being worried of me experiencing that. And a lot of my content is around this because I think it's when, like, if we pull that string, we are, if we really are like, okay, well, we can, you can't avoid pain. Pain is part of your human existence. It's part of being alive. All of the emotional, like all of the emotions on the emotion wheel are valid and legitimate and you can't pick and choose which ones you deal with. And so when you treat somebody like they can avoid pain, to me, you're saying that when you get pain, you were asking for it. And I think that the you were asking for it trope is so annoying and stupid and it has absolutely never helped anyone in their lives. Now, I understand coming to terms with the fact that some people, some people, I mean, that everybody really wants to avoid pain, right? So like, I, I've realized this recently, like people will get married and X amount of marriages end in divorce. X amount of people are murdered by their significant others. Nobody gets, if you think about marriage, nobody gets married thinking that's going to happen to them. And I think if we address the fact that that happens to some people and they didn't ask for it, I think it makes us scared. And it naturally, because if we realize that we don't have control in things and we can't pick things like it scares us. And so I think acting as though we have control makes us all feel safe, but we don't have control in the future or how other people are going to interact. We have control into how we behave in the present moment. And I have been at the other end of people who, after I have made a decision, have let me know how stupid they thought that decision was. And I will tell you, that in the nights I spent crying about the end of my relationship, I never regretted going to that school. But I regretted, I regretted telling the people I told about it, I guess. Like, I, I, you couldn't really hide it. Uh, um, when people started to tell me, like, when it came back up, I would, re- I don't know, I just felt as though I couldn't talk to them and I, I kind of retreated. You all know me or most of you know me from TikTok and most of you know me from this like podcast. And so you know that there is like a media hub in California, in Los Angeles. Like I don't think it is that surprising to people who know me through here that I would go there. However, in the past year, I've been living alone and a lot of people from my life who knew me when I wasn't properly medicated for ADHD, when I wasn't aware of what ADHD was, when I was younger and I only knew those young parts of me me making this decision is a giant jump for them. And they have let me know. And I was just talking to somebody today about it because, you know, 18-year-old me, and I still believe this vehemently, and, you know, I'm just, everybody projects, like, that's what we do in this world. So what helped me might not help you. But when I was 18, deciding to go to school with my high school boyfriend, who I didn't think, if I was really honest, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to marry him, but I just know I need to do this. All I wanted or could have needed to hear was kindness. I didn't need to hear you're an idiot. I didn't need to hear the amount of times I heard from people, what do you do if you break up? I will survive it. I've already accepted the, uh, the entrance. I've already paid Brian's deposit. I'm going. What, what if we break up? Why are you like, uh, it's just mean actually. I think sometimes the kindest thing you can do is keep your opinions to yourself when you realize that you can't change people. And so on top of it, that happened and, you know, my high school boyfriend, I loved him. And so that was like my first love and that was a tough relationship to get out of. And I think since then I've been pretty trigger shy. I've been gun shy about making decisions with my whole self. Um, And although... I don't like the commentary about like, and you're like, I wasn't myself in that really. You're always you. Every single day you are you. Every single day you wake up and you get to realize another part of who you are. That's what growing up is, you know? 
um, I like to think of people like a watercolor painting. And um, today I'm 26 on April 10th. Tomorrow on April 11th, I will get to see the 11th part of me. And sometimes that part of me might... It might contradict something that a 25-year-old, 24-year-old, or maybe April 9th me said. But all of them are me. I've always been me. I've been licking my wounds. I've been growing. And I feel differently about the California move. And I think people can see that. And although I feel different, the feedback hurts the same. And so someone was saying to me, I was telling people who were close to me, and they were like, isn't that fast? Um, to them, people who've only known, who don't listen to this, who don't, you know, I don't share with, they're used to, I mean, a big part of ADHD is compulsively and being hyperactive in some capacity. So a lot of people who have ADHD are really athletic and they like run a ton or they like they do something with their hands or they're running. I'm always pacing. I compulsively overshare. I am medicated for attention deficit hyperactive disorder because I compulsively share and talk like this is a, I am ADHD, ADHD is me. With that said, this is in my wiring. It always has, always will be. And I guess I just found an outlet that was safer for me to do it, which is you. Um, I found relationships that see me as me. I'm more comfortable in who I am. But these people who I used to compulsively overshare to, who when I did when I was younger would just kind of give me compulsive feedback that was always like, what are you talking about and stuff? It was just harmful for me. So I just kind of tried to keep things to myself, which when you're wired to share, it's like you're going against the grain and trying so hard to be everything that you aren't. And it's when you try so hard at something you're doomed to fail at, it, it puts you in a mental state that only certain people sadly can understand. And it's a dark one. And so been talking to people and people have been saying recently they've been like well you've known like Nick that my boyfriend for only a certain amount of time I mean I was in a relationship with someone I lived with who was a three-year-long relationship people are like you've only known Nick for x so you've only done whatever and it's bothered me and I'm sharing it on here because it's bothered me because um <laughs> nobody in this world knows you like you and nobody in this world knows me like me and because I'm not asking for input, I'm telling somebody a decision I made, I'm telling people an update on my life. And I understand to an nth degree how to empathize with people. I understand that this is tough and they need processing time. But I'm making this and I want to say this because I had therapy this week and, my, and I was talking to my therapist and she was like, but you need processing time too. Somebody said to me today, they were like, so-and-so is processing. This is a big decision. This is a big change for them. And I said, this is a big change for me. I can do something with my whole chest. I can take a chance on me. I have decided when I ended an emotionally abusive relationship in that moment in my life, I decided I would always choose me. And I had not chosen myself in a very long time. And I promised myself that I would. And all of this time that has been valuable and has been necessary has led me to hear when I know with complete certainty what my next step is. And even though I know that next step, even though I know it with so clear as day in my mind, I get to process the change of moving from Massachusetts to California. I am moving time zones. I am moving across the country in an industry that I didn't know really existed until this year that I couldn't conceptualize doing something that my family does not understand. And I think if you guys are anything like me, 
I wanted to say that your empathy and your capacity to understand where other people are coming from is incredible and, and you are lovely and you are kind and I, you know, I talk a lot of game about being kind to yourself and I think I need to implement it and I need to be kind to me. Oversharing is a symptom of ADHD, a behavior that's consistent with people with ADHD and it can easily lead into over-explaining yourself and that is something that leads me to feel bad about who I am. When I find myself over-explaining a decision, I feel as though I'm 16 again. I feel like... I am stupid. I feel like everyone knows better than me. And then the part of me that's smart knows that nobody does. And at the end of the day, actually, when I try and fit my decisions to fit somebody else's mind, I feel like, I feel like I'm telling myself that other people's opinions and other people's brains are better than mine. And that is not true. We are all equal. You are you and I am me. And if we were the same, this world would be so boring. And I need to remind myself of that in these times. I am so excited to move to California. I am so thankful that you guys decide to listen to me. I have felt more understood and more seen and more heard than I ever have in my entire life this year, thanks to you guys. It is something I can never fully repay. I will try as long as you give me a platform to do so in my transparency, in my honesty, in my vulnerability, and in any other way, I will try. And I want you to know if any of you look at me and think I have it figured out, I don't. And I hope that you come to me because you know that I don't. I hope that the feeling you, ha you have when you listen to me or, or watch me or interact with me is that I am just like you and that if you are the person who does something that your friends or your family hasn't done and you ever feel alone, you know that you're not really. The bravest and the most hard thing people can do, I think, in general, excuse me, I just burped, so I just ruined that, is the bravest and the hardest thing that people can do is, um, is bet on themselves. And I think the, the thing that isn't talked about or maybe I didn't read about enough is that we read about these overnight successes. We read about, like, I've talked ad nauseum about Role Model. I love Role Model. He has a new album out. The other day I saw, a, like, a thing about him it's 2022 and it was like him at some like festival in 2018 or 19. I mean, he's been putting out music for a while. I think the beginning stages of anything, that grind is something that we need to talk more about because that grind is when the only people who know about it are the people who think it's dumb. Like the only people who you talk to are like, well, I don't see any outcome, you know? Like they're like, what do you mean? Like this isn't okay. And that feedback is hard to hear. It's hard to hear people yuck your yum. And I think that pretending that that doesn't bother you serves nobody. And it doesn't mean, if it bothers you, it doesn't mean that you're dumb. Like it doesn't mean that it's the wrong thing to do. It means you have a capacity to care about people in your life and you respect their opinions. And so naturally you care about what they think about you. And if you do, 
if you feel sad, if you feel pain, you are not asking to. You just feel it. It will pass. Everything does. But if you're in that like part of a day where you're feeling some pain, I just think that I think that that's the next thing I need to learn to let go of in the realm of control, realizing that I do not have control over how other people process me. Because I don't have control, I don't need to say sorry. And I hope you don't feel like you have to either because you don't. If people have never thought to do what you are doing, if people in your life don't understand what you're doing and it's different, I feel like that is just, let me be the first person to tell you I think you're doing exactly what you should do. Even identical twins are different. Triplets even are different. They are different people. And I think our generation, the generations that come after me as a 26-year-old, I'm like pretty old over here, they're more aware of the fact that everybody is different, but the generations above us who have come before us, I think we've all spoken ad nauseum about how they have grown up is different than us. And I think sometimes like our empathy for others, the energy we put in empathy for people who are not ourselves, sometimes that energy and that empathy could be best used inwards. I don't think it's arrogant. I don't think it's narcissistic. I just think, I think it's the right thing to do. I feel like I'm at the part of my life, like I always dreamed about, I never thought I could feel as excited and passionate about something as I do with all of you. I never thought I could feel the love I feel in my life, in my relationships. And at the same time, I'm confronted with feedback, with criticism that I have not asked for. And that's what life is. You know, many emotions can exist at the same time. Most of the time they do. But I think the most important part about this, about this giant rant, I guess, is to say that I, is to remind you that I believe in you and to tell you that um, I'm really excited about the next months of my life, what the, the next year is going to bring me. And I am not, I'm not unaware of the fact that anything that is coming my way has a lot to do with all of you. I know how difficult it can be to bite your tongue. I have ADHD. I know how difficult it is to keep something to yourself. And for those of you who have seen me in, um, on TikTok, online, or in like the physical realm, for those of you who hear me and listen to me and do the thing that is so hard for me to do and bite your tongue even when you kind of get nervous because you know that at the end of the day, you're not an oracle and neither am I. Nobody knows me like I know me. Nobody knows you like you know you. The people who bite their tongue, I want you to know, it doesn't go unnoticed, that kindness, that support. I appreciate you. I appreciate you more than you know. And so I think I'm trying to do a better job at reminding you of it. But I'm moving to California. And again, <laughs> and I'm really, really excited for it. Again, I won't be saying where I'm actually living 
just for security reasons. I will never disclose. I will. I'm not living alone. I'm never. Um, you'll never hear anybody I live with because I, they have not signed up to be on a podcast. Um, but I, I'm just really excited. And I just want to thank you guys because I'm going to try my best to keep being vulnerable on here because I know that I have felt down very frequently and I go online and I feel like everyone is so happy all the time. And like, I feel crazy sometimes for, and I'm sorry, cause crazy, I feel like is derogatory. I just feel like, why is no one sad like me? And so I'm going to do a better job of at tuning in with you guys. And I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Like I have been pretty emotionally exhausted re-explaining who I am to people that, that I'm afraid never want to really know me. People who, I've existed in their lives by being a younger version of me who didn't know all the different colors that I've colored in recently. Um, and I'm tired and I'm sad. I'm happy, free, confused. I'm not lonely at the same time, but um, mainly I'm excited and I'm very, I, I'm more content in my choices than I've ever been in my life. And so I just want you all to know that I thank you because your love and support has allowed me to feel this way. Often Dr. Hallowell, um, you know, I talk about him all the time because he's like the king of ADHD research. He says that people with ADHD need two things. They need like a therapist <laughs> where I'm like, check. And they need a coach. They need someone in their life who will cheer them on, someone who will tell them they're doing a good job. The connections and the neurons in the brain with ADHD, many people experience rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria, which is like sad also because you by having ADHD usually exhibit behaviors that are deemed as more socially unacceptable but not to the point where people think you can't control it like you know you deal with so many more negative interactions like I think the somebody at age five with ADHD deals with over 10,000 more negative interactions in their life than any of their non-ADHD peers I have been told that I am annoying I have been told that I talk too much I have been told to slow down my entire life by every person who has ever mattered to me. And I feel like I have you guys and to me, I get thousands of coaches who love me for me and you've never told me to slow down and you've never told me to shut up and you've never told me that I've been annoying and I just... I really want to thank you for that because that means a lot to me. It really does. Maybe maybe this coach thing is pretty cool after all. Anyway, I love you all. I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.